Welcome to the Brown Paint Podcast. My name is Adia and I will be your host. Brown paint is first and foremost a metaphor for repainting the narrative of what it means to be brown. It is a platform that hopes to inspire social change within the South Asian community through celebrating brown artists, entrepreneurs, innovators, renegades, the black sheep of this brown world. Together, we are breaking down the barriers and making our presence known. back to the Brown Paint Podcast. Today I have with me Naveen Leela Anantha, who is an Australian Indian actor, yogi, artist and creator. He describes what he does as I play life and inspire others to do the same. What that means is to live a life that allows our imagination to go free and to create whatever your heart truly desires. One of his biggest dreams was to be a lead on a TV show and just this year he got to do just that on a platform called Z5 and the show is called Howdy. So be sure to check it out and check him out and stay updated with all his stuff. Um, you can follow his Instagram at Naveen Leela Anantha. That's N-A-V-E-E-N-L-I-L-A-A-N-T-A. Wow. <laughs> How are well you? <laughs> Good. <laughs> that's an achievement you've already started off on the right foot there that's great um wow so mr professional actor successful brown male actor well, i'm so impressed and like privileged to be friends with you how cool <laughs> thank you um, likewise likewise yeah um i don't know you know it's funny it's funny you say successful because i feel like I don't know if it's like a brown thing or if it's just like mm-hmm. a like a thing for me it's like I feel like I'm just starting do you know what I mean like people other people are like oh wow you've established to me I'm like oh, I, don't, I don't know like I don't, I don't feel it do you know what I mean I'm like I yeah. totally feel this too I yeah. think it's a combination of firstly I think you're incredibly humble I think that that plays a huge part and secondly I totally feel this too it's like a mixture of like imposter or fraud feeling like a bit of a fraud in the industry like feeling like you're always just the beginner um and also with with what we do because it's so inconsistent and yes gigs come and go every now and then like you might have two major gigs a year and in between those moments like you feel like you almost can't even call yourself an actor or an artist because you're not doing anything, but you yes. are. <laughs> but you, 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 you are. We know we are, right? Yeah. But then when someone asks the question, it's like, "Oh, what are you doing at the moment?" Mm. You're like, "Um, you know, well, um, I'm a, I'm, I'm creating. <laughs> I'm in between things. You know, I'm, like, mm, yeah, yeah, I'm auditioning. Yeah, yeah. I'm training. But like, I'm why a- doesn't that stuff count? You know, like auditioning." Yeah is work auditioning is work training is work like yes sitting by yourself and practicing your craft that that's that that's enough to that say that that's know? yeah exactly yes. <laughs> no I feel you I feel you I feel you but yeah no I'm I'm honestly just so impressed because you are actually the first brown South Asian male at, that I've heard of being an actual like like bigger role in terms of acting you're probably like the most okay. successful South Asian. Actually, wow, South Asian. I know, I know half South Asians that are quite successful. 
but right you're the only a fool, a fool. yeah yeah fool fool South Asian. i'm the first fool South Asian. i'm like wow yeah no actually i'm honored yeah, yeah. okay cool okay that's cool yeah um so before okay, you I'll take that no yes take it take it it's so important to count oh. wins so take it um so before you became a professional actor um, and sure. studied acting at NIDA and all of that, you mm-hmm. actually had gone down the law slash accounting path and that's what you studied at uni. Yes, so that is correct. How the heck did you end up here? Tell me about that. All right. Well, that's a, that's a little bit of a story. So um, when it started off, you know, when we get out of high school, we had this kind of default choice when you're brown, you know, you want to go to university, you want to study something. So I didn't know what I wanted to do. So in school, I was good at legal studies and accounting. So I chose that kind of career path. I, you know, picked that, but I was never passionate about it. And Mm. um, one of the things I found straight away was that I would be kind of looking for other things. Mm. And at the time, uh, a couple of my friends were doing extra work on sets. So they would go into sets and just kind of stand in the background. And I was at the time, because I'm a student and I was kind of broke, I was like, you know what, that would be pretty dope. Like, you know, getting some extra money on the side. So I went to the agency that was doing the extra work, right, that they were responsible for. And they were like, I came into the office and I was like, hey, you know, these are my friends. Like, I heard what you guys do. And they're like, what's your ethnicity? And I was like, I'm Indian. And they're like, okay, well, actually, there's a role that uh, we need an Indian guy for corporate video. And it's a lead role and it's paid. And I was like, okay, cool, I'll, I'll do it. So they gave me a script, okay? And it's like three pages that I have to go and learn. So before this, I've never done acting. I've never done any of this like creative stuff. So went home, learned it as, as best as I could. And uh, three days later, I had the audition. So I go into the audition place, nervous as hell. And I'm just like, all right, fuck, you know, whatever. Like, let's just go for it. Let's just have fun. Um, get into this room. There's lights. You know, there's a casting director. There's, you know, three people behind this bench. And then there's a guy reading the other side of the script. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm just going to get in there. And I'm just going to do things. And I was just doing things. And like, you know, with an Indian accent and, you know, everything. And I was like, all right, cool. And I did it. And I was like, and then I, and I, and then I walked out of the room. And I, and I was like, oh, wow. Like, that was the most alive that I've ever felt in my whole life. I didn't, I didn't know whether, you know, how I went or anything like that, but all I knew was like, man, that, that feeling experience, that was, that was dope. It was something new and, and I wanted more. A couple of days go past and I get a phone call and, uh, and uh, it was the agency place and they're like, you got the part, you know? And, and I was like, wait, I got the, are you sure? Are you, like are you, me? I was like, okay, cool. So I took it. I then showed up on set a couple of days after and I was doing, you know, whatever the role required. And the, and the casting lady who was on set goes to me, uh, how long have you been acting for? And I was like, oh, it's my, it's my first time. It's my first day. And she was like, ha ha, that, that, that's funny. Like, seriously, like, how long have you been acting for? And I was like, no, seriously, this is my first time. I'm, I'm just, I've never done this before. And then she goes and she had this look on her face of, of like disbelief. And it was in that moment, I was like, wait, maybe, maybe I have something here. Maybe I do have some talent here. Maybe this is something I could do. So that was kind of like that first moment of like, uh-huh, interesting. What does this mean? 
then it was a whole bunch of years of like self-doubt and anxiety and like i don't know boom boom studying law convincing my parents like you know other 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 aunties and uncles being like oh, i don't know you should and then finally just i think it just came to a point i was like uh you know because i continued doing it I, I realized i had to be honest with myself and be like look i can either keep pretending to just do this to make the people around me happy or i can give this a proper go and uh and see where this leads and you know it's something that i'm passionate about and one thing that kind of like one idea one thought that really kept me going always was that in 80 years you know when i'm an old man and when i look back at my life do i want to be a man that's filled with regret or do i want to be a man that looks back at his life just smiling and happy because i live my life to the fullest that and i always wow. chose the latter that's that's kind of how that whole thing happened it's such a magical moment, huh? Like it's a tough moment, that whole thing of yes. just sitting down and just being brutally honest with yourself. But yes. it's so worth it in the long run. Can we just dive into that being brutally honest with yourself moment Ooh. that you had to have? Because right. I definitely had that and it is painful. How did you get through that? What did you do to get to that point even? I think one thing is that sometimes it's it's a matter of time you know time i think for me is like the greatest reflection or mirror you can't avoid it you know you can go make choices you can try and escape things you can do whatever but eventually you know that truth will always present itself you know and so for me it was like i think the moment came i think i was doing an exam or i was doing like uh i was trying to read or do an assignment where I had to read like a full like textbook of information and I'm just sitting there and I'm like, come on, you can do this. Like, come on. Like, you know, and I'm like, I'm like, and I'm just dying. I'm like, I do not care about 117, how to uh, delegate tasks of, you know, information in, 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 in a corral, whatever, whatever, whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, look, I think, I think I'm, I'm just done. I'm just exhausted. Like, and wow. this is not, and I'm like, this is not how life is meant to be, you know? Um, and, I, and I think, and, you know, and the funny part of it is like, I was like, I think I, I always wanted to just play a lawyer, not be a lawyer. You know, I wanted to oh. act as a lawyer, but not be a lawyer. So I was like, I was like, okay, cool. And that's kind of, wow. so in reality, it was, it was kind of just that exhaustion and being mm. honest with myself about like, is this the way I want to live my life? If this, if this, this is a preview, this is a mm. preview going down this path it's just more of this yeah is that 100 percent, 100 percent. like I, I it's so funny I'm, I'm laughing so hard as you was just saying that because I went through the exact same thing when I was in my science degree just like mm. looking at the textbook and thinking god I just don't care like <laughs> yeah, there are yeah, plenty yeah. of people <laughs> out there that would care more than me and deserve to yeah. be here more than me and yeah. I'm, I'm here, like, in this really good university doing this science course and yeah. just not enjoying one bit of it, just not right. Like, you just know yeah. deep down. And I had a moment where I had a, um, like, a, I think it was a lab report or something or a prep right. that I had to do hand in. Um, mm -hmm. And on the same day, I had the West Side Story auditions. I tell the story all okay. the time. Right. And I had to pick between the two. <laughs> <laughs> and obviously okay, right. I picked West Side Story. <laughs> like I, I, I didn't right. get, 
I, I knew, like, I was so new to it. So I knew that I wasn't, right. you know, get a call back or anything or get, get a role right. or anything, but just the honor of like, even going to that audition was right. like cataclysmic, just absolutely huge compared to my stupid right. little uni assignment. Yeah, most yeah, people yeah, would yeah. be like, oh my God, a uni assignment. But that was when I knew I was like, this is not important to me at all. This is <laughs> no, it's just, it's just not a priority at all. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel so you. You did, so you finished your degree, right? You did three I years fin- for an I dropped the I dropped the law aspect of it okay. and I just finished with an accounting degree because I was I was uni at for like for five years. Like I was there. Like, Jeez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and the thing and is- That's a long time was- to try and like hold on for- Yeah. <laughs> I, I try, you know. And oh, you me too. Me, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> try. we try. We try, you know. Um, and it was funny because I was dropping subjects each year. As in, like, I would do, I started with doing four a semester. And then I'll be like, three, then two. <laughs> and then that's when I knew I was like, yeah. My friends are like, do you go here? And I'm like, that's I hilarious. Do. That's hilarious. Yeah. I love that. And were you auditioning throughout the time that you were at uni? Yeah. I was wow. All the time. How was, I was that? Was it hard to juggle that? Yeah, it, it was, but it, it almost felt like, it almost felt like, oh, what's that? A script? No one cares. Yeah. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's that? There's a, a, a short film? Oh, no one cares about, yeah, about my exam. <laughs> so it was more just like, uh, like I just, I mean, of course, I just, I, I had to prioritize and do whatever I could, but it was it was a different feeling so yes you know it was it's very simple for me the feeling i wanted but then yeah it was kind of it was like a juggling act really it was just yeah. a juggling act. best way that's i the totally best way. feel you with that as well and during those three years was there a moment like did you land any gigs um did you ever get to a point where you felt like oh i could probably manage a career in let's say accounting with acting was that ever a thing or I did think I, I thought about a little I thought a, I, I thought a little bit about it right I did okay. but I w- like you know you know Will Smith right mm-hmm. so there was a there's a video that I show like I I watched of him where he was like uh, he was talking about he's like I don't I don't have a plan b right he's like he goes i, I don't think i've a- seen this one <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah i don't have a plan b i have a plan a you know and i just go full hard on that plan a you know yeah. wow is that plan b i didn't make sense yeah and i kind of really resonated with that and and the reason why i didn't want to do the both things because if i did accounting and acting it would be like i might like i'm on I, I wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't i wouldn't be great at either it's almost yes. like trying to trying to do two contracts, you know, two things that just, that just don't go hand to hand. So it's, it's like, at some point you have to make a choice and that's hard because it's scary, but that really reveals to your choice is revealed to you who you truly are. That. Wow. I love that. I love that. I I had, I really struggled with that. I'm it's amazing how fast you came to that realization that took me a couple like years and years and years, because I think I knew for a very long time, the back of mm. my mind, that this was something I wanted to do, but I convinced myself that I could do both. I could do like an academic thing at uni and, and make right. my family proud and do something safe and stable and smart. 
um, right. whilst acting, which now <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it just, oh my goodness, it doesn't, yeah. how are you going to manage a full-time job and yeah. how are you going to take off random days to go to auditions and yeah. do, like it just, it doesn't work. It, it doesn't flat out work. doesn't work. Um, yeah. But I'd really love to talk about your, like what, what kind of gigs did you do before Howdy? How did you get to that spot? Um, like talk me through your acting journey from, I don't know, whenever you started. Um, okay. That, okay. Right. That, good question. And training uh, and everything. Cause I know there's going to be like lots of um, beginner actors here that would love to hear the actual journey of how you got to where you got. Um, oh, okay. Cool. 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 All right. All right. All right. So, you know, we talked about that first gig, you know, so yeah. that was kind of like the breakthrough, you know? Um, but then it was more that I needed to get more experience on mm-hmm. set and doing it. Cause one thing that I always tell beginners or anyone that, 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 you know, wants to do something new, there's always four stages of learning, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of that before. So the four stages of learning is, is unconscious incompetence, conscious incompetence, conscious competence and unconscious competence. Okay? <laughs> All right. So what that really means is, right, when you start a completely new thing, yeah, mm-hmm. you are completely ignorant about how terrible you are, okay? Okay. Because because you have no idea what to expect, what to do. So somehow you're doing things and it feels good and 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 because of the energy that you have and that that complete whatever somehow works okay and that's right. the first stage unconscious incompetence you don't you don't know how crap you are you're just ah oh, this feels good wow new thing oh my god all right, i love to do this right then all of a sudden you start learning more information about what you're doing right. and you're like oh my god wow i cannot believe i did that oh my god like i'm so crap at this oh my god i'm so crap at that oh my god i can't believe oh my face looks like <laughs> uh, uh, uh. and then also you're all of a sudden developing a certain kind of like awareness about what is good and not good right. in, in, in the new thing that you're learning. Then the third stage is that you're consciously competent. You know you're good and you mm-hmm. know where your weaknesses are. You know, you know how to, where things you need to improve and how to, how to get there. And then finally, that last stage of learning is where it just happens automatically. Switch the camera on, you just go and you're just switched on and it's like wow. this. Bang, 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 bang. So that four stages of learning is all about time and experience. And that's mm. the more you do something again and again and again and again, the better you're going to get it. It's like driving the first time we drove versus how we drive now. We can, right. we can be thinking about so many different things and we're driving and it just comes with ease. Mm. So for me, I was like, cool, I know I need to do this a lot more. And when you're beginning with acting, you're not likely going to get on paid sets. You're not going to yeah. get paid for your work because they want an experienced actor. And if you're not experienced, then catch 22. Mm. So one thing that I found straight away was this website called Starnow. And Starnow is this very, it's like a, you know, it's like a cute, like independent type of casting website. Mm-hmm. Nowhere, in the, nowhere in the high, high, high leagues, you know, more kind of, there are, there are paid jobs that I've done on that, but mostly, you know, it's, there's a lot of student films. And yeah. student films are basically people who are learning film and and directing and writing and all that type of stuff and they need actors to come and do their film projects so I would go and apply to every single one and then go to the auditions you know and and do the best that I can and get those parts 
and and then just go on this set and go on these set and just gain experience just doing acting actually just doing it you know no yeah. reading about it no so and then and then i would get that experience get that experience get that experience but you know in my mind i still needed a bit more guidance and that's where i found this book called uh, uh the power of the actor i don't know if you've ever heard of right. it right who's it by Ivana Chubbuck. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. I love her. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah she's okay. amazing. Cool, 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 cool. So <laughs> I haven't I, read it though. I, but it's on my list. Yeah, <laughs> no, okay, it's cool. on my list. You have to read. You have to read it. You have yeah. to read it. Um. So I got that book and I and I started reading that. You know, and and I was like, you know, yeah. you know when you're like, re- yeah. you're like, you're, you're like, you're like, wow, like, you know, and at that, hey, I was young, you know, so I was like, I'm still mm-hmm. young, but still, I was younger, and I was like, wow, like. Damn, this like this, this book is on like I'm like okay all right all right cool 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 so I read that and uh, I then wanted to find a coach or someone who is you know experienced in this so I can you know kind of you know learn it firsthand so there was this guy uh, there's a coach called Gareth Harris and mm-hmm. he was in Brisbane you know and um, so I kind of called him up and I was like hey I'm Naveen you know I, I you know I'm you know I want to be an actor blah blah, blah. and he's like and then he's like a British type of dude he's like he's like all right all right you know and they're like oh I'm not going to try and do a British accent but he's like he's an old dude and like he's very like you know one of those regimented type of dudes and he's like okay okay well great 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 you know what have you done so far you know what's the book that you've read blah, blah. and I, you know I always started having a chat and he's like okay well uh, let's do a one-on-one and you know uh, let me let me have a look at you you know and let's uh, so I, I booked it and I did this uh, Fresh Prince monologue, the one where Will Smith is talking about his father, you know? Yeah, like, oh my God. Like, I want to be a better dad than you ever was. That, 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 that whole thing. Ah, I love that. <laughs> he actually so, sounded like him just then. That, <laughs> yeah, he really did. <laughs> I was like, whoa. I was, so I went and I did that. And, uh, and at the end of it, he was like, he was like, you good? You know, I was like, he was like, you, I was like, and I was like, I was like, okay, I, I am like, I just, I just need, <laughs> I just needed that kind of like, I just needed that like expert approval, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, because when, yeah. when we, it's like, I just, I, all right, cool. So I, I am like, I'm not just wasting my time, right? Yeah. I'm not just living in this dream world where I'm a good actor, right? Or like, I've got talent and then I'm, I'm just, I don't want to like, I don't want to kid myself. I don't want to lie to myself. I just like, yeah. like, just be honest with me. Like, that's what I want to, just, just be brutally honest. Tell me either yes or no. Otherwise I can either end this suffering or <laughs> I, can, I can go hard and keep going, you know? Mm-hmm. The unknowing was what I was like, oh my God, like someone, you know? So when he said that, I was like, okay cool all right i'm gonna take this word so he's got he then had this 10 week you know class where you come in and you do the drama work so i did that um got better got better uh, i was really terrible to start you know being, being yeah <laughs> we all you know being in a class in front of you know nine ten other actors mm. and all of them just you know like interesting right i mean i wouldn't have made that choice myself but you know and like everyone's like quitting you and like whatever it's like it's like it's like damn it really gets yeah you it's so intimidating you do a scene and then everyone everyone and each person's like oh what do you think of the scene you know and then they go they go mm. and last each person's opinion and mm. and you're standing up there and when someone's like yeah i don't know it just didn't didn't you're just like you're like that's cool i'll just i'll just go cry myself asleep that i thank you very much you know i appreciate that <laughs> So that was kind of like the start, you know, education, experience, education, experience, education, experience. Mm-hmm. And then, and then it started leveling up, whether it was commercials, whether it was short films, 
Um, and then uh, had was lucky enough to do like a feature film um, with a part of, like a local Australian director and wow. uh, it was like a war film. So that was really, really cool. Um, so it kept, it kept, it just, it just kept going, kept going, kept going. But um, something within me was like, I don't know. I just, something was missing. I just needed, I just needed, I was like, I just don't know how to get to that next level, you know? And that's something that's going to happen in, in different levels in, in your career. Always, how do you get to the next level? You know, mm-hmm. you'll always reach a certain plateau. Oh, cool, yeah. I'm up here. Like maybe, 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 you know, at the start, you're able to book short films really easily, you know? Mm-hmm. And then unable to book f- commercials. And then you book commercials, but then you're not able to book, uh, you know, supporting roles. And then you're booking supporting roles, but you're not able to book leading. It'll just, it'll, it'll keep happening in your life. Mm-hmm. So that was happening to me. And I was like, you know, I think what I need is extensive training yeah. where I can do it. I wanted to wake up every day and do it mm. again and again and again. So I can just, it can be that, that kind mm. of unconscious incompetent, yeah. you know, level. So that's when NIDA came into my sight, but I've always wanted to go to NIDA. Like it was always a dream of mine, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. I just, I put it off because it just wasn't time. It wasn't time yet. You know? Yeah. And all of a sudden last year it was time and um yeah you know um wow and what yeah, was happened. what was the audition process for NIDA like so you did the diploma of acting yeah, diploma NIDA? Yeah. Screen. yeah so uh it's a, that's the one-year course there's a three-year yes. one and a one-year one so for me I don't want to do the three-year one because I already had a certain amount of experience. I don't want to spend three years studying. Yeah. I just wanted to get in, get out. Yeah, that so, and you did a three-year university degree. And it's like, oh, again. I was like, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I was like, you know, and it's funny. After I, finished, after I finished the university thing, I was like to myself, I'm never studying again. You know, <laughs> I literally I was like, I'm never, ever studying again yeah. at an institution. Then I'm like, okay, yeah, true. <laughs> never say never. I learned that. Um but yeah, so what were we talking about? Yeah, cool. Yeah, so yeah what the was the audition thing. process like? The audition process was was pretty intense. It was a, it was a yeah. two day audition, mm-hmm. so you would uh, come in and uh, and uh, you would perform two monologues. Yeah, mm-hmm. you perform two monologues, and uh, they would get you in a circle. And uh, and was it a the- classical and contemporary monologue situation? Yes, it was. Cont- it was. It, it was two contemporaries, I think. Oh, you know, okay. They didn't, they didn't, they didn't need for you to do like was, Shakespeare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't, I didn't have to do Shakespeare. On oh, that one. Yeah. thank God. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, yeah. but in the three-year one, you have to do a Shakespeare and a contemporary. That's right. Okay. Yes. So in the, so they, they got you in the circle and basically there's no order, you know, mm-hmm. whenever someone feels the urge, they just get up, do a monologue and then the next person would go, you know, what? um, I waited. I was like, I'm like, I'm like, you go. I'm like, do your thing. I'm like, cool, 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 cool. And I'm pretty sure I went like second last because I'm like, that's when the urge came. <laughs> so I went second last and uh, and like, everyone was standing up and doing their monologues. Mm-hmm. So I was like, I was like, all right, cool. Let me bring it, let me change the levels. And I just sat down. I sat down and did the monologue. <sighs> I sat down, did the monologue, you know, made it really intimate, made it really like, you know, like nice. Uh, it's like, um, the, what was the monologue? Uh, and we walked right through town. Yeah, it was like this <clears throat> Sam Shepard monologue. It was like, okay. uh, 
yeah anyway it's like yeah <laughs> uh, it's basically this guy talking about uh, uh him falling in love with his uh with his stepsister but, you know it's it's a, it's, a, it's strictly strictly professional monologue and, you know i didn't write it i didn't write it did it's you access uh, that in a <laughs> Did you draw from yeah. personal experience? I, I, I had to go deep within, you know. I had to go really. No, I don't have a sister. <laughs> He's digging himself a grave. Oh my god, so, so funny. So uh, anyway, you know, I, I should have monologue. You know, let's just leave. Yeah, leave. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, did that, and uh, at the end of it, they were like, you know, kind of cutting people. They were like, okay, cool. You know, unfortunately, mm-hmm. you know um and it got down to like the last four people and uh and i was like oh shit i don't know if i'm going to make the call back but the the girl next to me did a really good job and i was like i was like no way that they're canceling her like right i mean mm-hmm. like but she did so well so we went into the into the into the into the hall and there was this guy uh his name is philip quast i don't know mm-hmm. if you've heard of him he's like a big guy in musical no. theater oh philip no quast um okay. And then, so he was like, he was like, <sighs> unfortunately, <clears throat> and like, pause. I was like, I was like, wow, all actors. I was like, unfortunately, you guys all coming back tomorrow to do the callback. And I was like, that's not funny, dog. I was like, I was like, that's not funny. Like, <laughs> but it was good. Though. It was good. Awesome. So did the callback. Um, yeah and uh with the callback similar thing they do get you in a circle they you know share your point of view about something mm-hmm. i shared my point of view about religion and uh mm-hmm. kind of how i felt about it and uh, cuz i grew up christian and i didn't really like how <clears throat> you know certain religions and certain things can kind of enforce beliefs onto you mm-hmm. if you think a certain way um so i was kind of like you know very passionate and very like you know I was like no like this is not how blah, blah, blah. so I was like you know like a bit angry like a bit more like as well and then the people they all they like they felt it they really dug it and like you know I think that that those I think the monologue and that kind of point of view mm. you know um uh, that was sharp and that was like you know on point is probably yeah. the reason why why do they do that is that so that they can see that you have a level of um deep thinking or um that, that point of view exercise yeah well the thing is you see like um what the the explanation that they had is like when if if two people were going to read let's say the white pages do you know what the white pages are no or or, or like okay do you, you know, do you know, you know do you know a phone book you know a phone book yeah all yeah. oh, right yes right, yeah, yeah, right, yeah a phone book yeah yeah cool all right phone, all right, phone book all i right. thought you were talking like some play or something i was like what okay, <laughs> no 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 okay cool so you take a phone book, <laughs> you take a, you take a phone book for example mm-hmm. all right and you get two people to read the phone book okay mm-hmm. for some reason you'll find that one of them is more interesting than the other Right? right for some reason they're like i'm like but you don't know why you're like oh that's more interesting when this guy reads i'm i'm zoning out like i don't i really don't care wow. but when this guy reads that's really really interesting i don't know why right so the best example that i can give is like you know take uh, like a great actor like denzel washington if you read a phone book that mm-hmm. would still be interesting to watch yeah 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 right yeah. and the reason for it is because of their point of views of life. If you wow. have a point of view that's kind of like 
Uh, I mean, I don't know. Like, you know, I guess like, yeah, I live my life and like I do this and do that. Yeah. You're, like, you're like, I don't know. That, mm. that's, that's boring. Like no one, wants to, no one wants to hear that, you know? Right. But if you have a very strong point of view and it can be whatever. Like it doesn't mean, I mean like, hey, you know what? This mm. is my point of view. It can be like, no, my point of view is that I think life is just all about chill and that the key to life is just chilling now, doing nothing, absolutely whatever you want to do you're like you're like oh that's inter- that's an interesting point of view that's what makes you interesting to watch as an actor yes. as a as a character as everything so mm. you naturally need to be interesting for mm. someone to invest their time in you because mm. that's what people are doing when they watch you they're investing yes. their time if you're not interesting and if you're just average yeah I, I have that in my day-to-day life why yeah, should so I watch true. you that's so true you like it's a substance yeah. thing right like the it's more substance thing like worldly isn't the right word but just I guess the more a person's able to like pull from their real life experiences and conquer yeah. themselves as a human first the more you can then conquer characters because you're able to understand humanity and understand where that lives in you and I think that yeah. I was actually thinking about this the other day I was like why why do people find actors specifically so damn attractive um and right. I think that, that's why because actors have to conquer themselves first they have to have a really solid um yeah. understanding of themselves um emotionally in order yeah. to play these characters and that comes across like when you talk to someone who has a deeper ability to think and um, has conquered themselves in some way, I suppose that's attractive because you can hear that through their voice. You can hear that they're well-traveled or well-spoken. You can hear that they've lived a little, I guess. Right. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 definitely. I, I agree with that. I agree with that. It's that. And that's that interesting depth. to watch. Yeah. And yeah. that's interesting to watch. Exactly. That is. That is. And mm. they're able to play the characters uh on a much more deeper scale Mm, that's really interesting that's so cool um can I ask you another question about your experience as an actor um and you can say yes or no okay um it doesn't have to like you don't have to try and be politically correct here because my answer to this question would be no but the question is um do you feel like your skin color as a South Asian man or just like being a South Asian man has affected either positively or negatively your experience with acting. And again, don't feel pressured. I know like the current climate of today, but like you don't feel pressured to say either or, or maybe you haven't noticed. I'm just curious. No, 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 no. I've definitely noticed. I think, I think it has its pros. Mm-hmm. And it also has its negatives, okay? Mm-hmm. And and I and I I definitely want to shed that light on both because mm-hmm. the pros is that you know when it comes to a, a spot open, especially for commercials and like for businesses, mm-hmm. it's like it's like oh shit, oh <laughs> we need a we need a brown face in here to <laughs> to you know to hit that multicultural quota, you know? Yes. Oh, there's too many white people up on this thing, you know? We got to get that. <laughs> Someone cast them real quick, you know? So, and then we're, we're like, I mean, I mean, it's five grand, 10 grand. I, I, I'll come through. Let's go. Yeah. You know? So, so we, we, you know, that's, that's kind of the pro side or that's mm. like the, the bonus or whatever, yeah. you know, 
but then but then for them to turn around and be like cool well actually we just want you to play this type of character Mm. you know you're just a tax we want you to play a taxi driver or we want you to play Uh. an it professional we want you to play this guy i'm like "Mm, no no i'm not just that you know i'm more than that uh so like i mean i'll give you an example like you Mm -hmm. know the other day i had this uh email uh and it was like this uh uh you know offer for a role and uh, a couple yeah it's been a couple months actually um anyway so the email was like the and i read the role and and the brief is this indian it guy who is scamming old ladies okay Mm. um and you know and making money off that and uh and I read this role and I was like, wow, this is like so stereotyped and so, mm-hmm. and like, you know, really racially, like, you know, like discriminating. Yeah. So I took a second, I looked at that and I was like, yeah, this is not going to fly. So I sent them a, like a reply and I was mm-hmm. like, look, you know, this is 2020, like this behavior is not acceptable at all. You know, like imagine a kid uh, who's brown, you know, watching yeah. this and how that would feel, make him feel growing mm-hmm. up. So I gave him a really strong wow. reply and, you know, just shut that thing down because I mean, I, I mean, that's like really I, great that you did that. I think most people wouldn't have the guts to do that. And also then they can actually do something about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like instead yeah. of, I find that we, a lot of the times we complain behind a screen or we complain about how this show did this or this show did that. And we gossip about how I don't know non-color conscious casting and yeah, yeah I don't know but send them yeah. a freaking email so they can do something about it if you actually want to change it so exactly. I commend you on that it's really amazing it's a lot of balls thank you I appreciate that yeah um, yeah sorry continue no no, no that, 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 that that was it you know and uh yeah like I mean and the whole question of doing Indian accent I think I think that's that's I want to do it on my terms I don't, mm. I, you don't, you don't get that okay. from me on your terms, you know, mm-hmm. when I feel like it and when I feel like the script is suitable and like, and it's, and it's, you know, and it's serving a bigger purpose, mm. then sure. You know, but mm. just for, just for some dude, just to have a laugh at our expense. Mm. You know, yeah. Okay. Not, I, I get that. That's know? a really good, that's a really powerful distinguishing, distinguishing little point you made about, um, if it serves a purpose in the actual piece, it makes sense. But yeah. otherwise, it's like, why are you asking me to I do this? Know, yeah, make fun like, of my own race in a way. In a way, exactly. Mm. You know, and the thing is, it's like, um, like with Howdy, I had to do an Indian mm. accent, but yeah. with that one, it was really addressing a deeper issue is right. the, about subtle racism. You know, oh. and of 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 kind of 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 kind of you know Australians. Right. You know um and, and we're talking about white Australians yeah. you know so so I feel like you know people have subtle racism where they do it politely they'd be yeah. like they'd be like they'd be like oh well I love your I love your look or I love your I love your you know I, you know it's like oh wait, like also oh, uh, you speak English so well you know just <laughs> just, just things Shady. like that you know it's like it's like it's like it's like it's like say what you want yeah. what do you want what do you want to say yeah, like say it to yeah. me. I'm like you think I'm wrong you don't yeah. think so, but this character that was the the lead character in Howdy he's a very open racist he's just like he's out there racist he doesn't care what anyone mm. thinks. But the beauty of that comedy or the beauty of that is that 
he's showing, he's he's reflecting the real truth of what they want to say, but they're too afraid to say. Mm, you see? I love that. that. That's 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 how they truly are inside, mm. but they're just too. Oh, 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 I'm sorry. Oh, you know. Is I'm that your character? That's not my character. Oh, that's that's, the other that's, character. The, that's someone else's character. Yeah. That's... But that character can only do that if right. my character is, is okay. playing that that version. That's where okay. that's where you know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Um for those of you that haven't seen Howdy, including me, I still haven't gotten around to it again. But oh, wow. um, <laughs> sign up to like a free trial um of Z5 and check him out I'm sure it's incredible like I've seen some of your self tapes and things and I know that you're actually a freaking good actor so I'm excited to see it um thank you I want to ask before we move on to the next question just one sure. last question on the whole racism situation can the Indian accent be done in a way that's comedic and in a comedy or a skit and it not yeah. be making fun of it. Where where's the line between it becoming like satirical versus like funny and and okay and appropriate? That's you know that's that's a tough question. It is. That's it a, is. That's a really tough question. Because and to I, be honest, right? Like, and I don't know mm-hmm. if this is racist for me to say, but I find that our accent. I'm not Indian. I'm Sri Lankan, by the way. I find that our accent is it's quite. Like it's um, a little, like there are some accents that are like softer and there are some mm-hmm. accents that are harder and you compare the accents, right? And the South Asian accent sounds, stands out just like the Scottish accent sounds, stands out. And right. I find that it, it is kind of funny. Like even it, when it, I, watch it, yeah. Kore- I watch Korean dramas and I find their accent really funny and it's right. pleasant to watch. But I don't yeah. think, I, I hope that's not racist of me. Right. Yeah, can that be done in a way that's, yeah, where's the line drawn? Anyway, I'm blabbing. Yep. <laughs> I think I think it really is about the context, right? Yeah. So, you know, it's it's about a certain level of sensitivity. If mm-hmm. if if I was if I was um Oh, I'm trying to. I'm trying to think of. A, I'm trying to think of another minority. You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, like I'm like, all right, cool. Asian, uh, Asian. Okay, cool. Like, chi- like, okay, cool. You know, if I was to sit here and do a Chinese accent, be like, mm-hmm. oh, no, 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 like, you know, you know me, like, whatever, like, and do that, and do that, do a whole bit on that, right? Yeah. And and uh, and kind of uh, and keep going to let's say you know mm-hmm. me eating eating pork or I don't know just doing just crazy things how, how much have I can push it right mm. it becomes a bit insensitive because the reason for it is if the roles are reversed how would I feel if someone did that to me right right so the basic real principle yeah mm-hmm. go on, tell me I, I was just gonna say um I meant as in like if for a brown person to do the brown accent not someone else because uh-huh. that's okay, a bit cool. bad like yeah, okay, cool. But like yeah, for you, for you, like if you were to do the accent, where's yes. the line between it being funny and the writing being like more satirical and making fun of the culture versus, yeah. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah, I think it really does come down to that, serving that higher purpose. You know, I think if, okay. you're, if you're just doing, if you're just taking, just doing it just for the comical, okay. for getting attention for that, there's nothing wrong with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's if that's what you want to do. That's mm. you. Like, that, you know, you get to live your life however you want. Mm. But from my perspective, 
Yeah, I think, I think it has to serve a higher purpose. Otherwise, right, why, okay. are you, why are you putting your, why are you, mm. why are you making fun of your, your own, your own, yeah, like your own thing? Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like this, that's that's your, that's how your parents talk. That's can like I, how exactly? Yeah. I was just about to say, can I like just push it a little further and ask, what do you think about? For example, Lily Singh or Jehana or Mai Choni or one of those people that actually they've made an entire living off of making fun of their own culture and like doing parodies of their own parents with their accent. I think, I think. <laughs> Is it I ethical? Think, I think, I mean, <laughs> like to me, it's not like it's, like, it's like, it's like, that's fine. That's what you want to do. Mm. You can do that. But then don't cry when someone else is racist to you because you mm. contributed to that racism it's like that then wow. you're becoming a hypocrite mm. right you know it's like that but it's, then if all of a sudden if lily singh goes to like you know someone does an indian accent she's like what like a white person does an indian accent and she's like oh that's racist mm. you shouldn't be doing that it's like wait a minute but mm. you you did that to your own people like do you know what i mean yeah. it's like you can't then you can't then expect you can't have expectations of other people when you yourself have not done that yeah that makes sense that makes so, sense yeah yeah that's yeah. The, that's the, that's the part where i'm like i'm like cool Just, then, then you have to be willing to accept you're part of the problem that's mm-hmm. all you take responsibility for that do your thing I think that I think what you said is really fair. Um, just for the record, guys, like I have nothing wrong with Lily Singh. I love her. Why <laughs> I found it really funny, but um, it is a bit like borderline. With some points, like I think overall, I'm I don't have a problem with it, but there are bits where I'm like, well, what is this really encouraging? You know? Yeah. <laughs> and you know? another part I have a problem with that sort of like glorifying the bad parts of toxic brown parenting and tiger parenting and I'm like right like it's funny and it's it's healing to laugh about it but at some point when are we going to actually fess up and say actually like a lot of brown parents are toxic it. and it's wrong and we need to do something about it but anyway that's another topic yeah. um <laughs> yeah that's a brown, whole shebang. Yeah. I know speaking of brown parents I really wanted to ask you um what was it like because you briefly touched on it touched on that at the very beginning what was it like telling your parents and the wider brown community of yours your family um it sounds like you face a little bit of adversity there becoming an actor and going from being a lawyer which is one of the most respected brown pathways and then going to be an actor which is kind of like dropkick <laughs> um it's interesting because uh, for me obviously there's a lot of anxiety within me to share yeah. that with them and and the resistance you know mm. i might face because you know you yourself in that position don't know mm. you know what i mean you yourself don't know you yourself can't stand there and be like no i'm gonna make it blah 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 mm. it's unknown for you so what you're really looking for is support in that context you know yeah i, I you know I, I, i'd love your support and and when you're like i don't know if i'm gonna get that and I, that becomes that becomes a little more scary mm. but I was lucky enough with my mom because she always wanted to be an actress. Like she, like she wanted, really? like that's something that she wanted. Like, you know, she's a dancer. She's uh, really, yeah, she's very, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's wow. something that she wanted. So with her, it didn't take that much convincing, you know, to do. Wow. Like it wasn't, it was more like, you know, uh, yeah, she was, she was okay with that, you know? Uh, but my dad was a little bit more like, okay, interesting. Um, 
you know, I think he needed he needed a bit more time to be like, okay. I mean, I gotta let you know. See, uh, let's see where you take this. I'm 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 gonna be a bit more hesitant. Um, but overall, the resistance, or more so convincing, kind of was about how other people are gonna, the extended family outsiders, gonna deal yeah. with mom. Because what happens is when let's say if a, especially in the brown community, if a child makes a you know, a wrong choice according to Brown standards or like deviates from the path that's meant to be. Mm-hmm. Then all the aunties and everyone's like, oh, it's the mother, you know? It's like, you know, <laughs> blame her, yeah, you know? It's like, a reflection like, of bad parenting, yeah. <laughs> My dad copped it really hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's oh, that, you know? So it's, 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 the, it's the kind of like, it's like, you know, how can you be so stupid? You know, mm-hmm. he just had one year left in his law degree. He should have finished that, you know, like acting, acting in this, who knows where it's going to blah. So it was, it was the constant, you know, that she had to deal with slash, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, that kind of was more, was harder than, than actually the close mm-hmm. family, you know? And uh, yeah, because obviously, you know, when you're in a family, how another, how someone close to you feels affects you, you know, mm-hmm. if they're not feeling happy and they're feeling sad, you know, you're not going to be like, oh, all good. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're going you're gonna, to you're gonna mirror that feeling. So I think that was more, it was hard for me to see her go through that. Yes. You know? And me feel like shit. I didn't. I don't want to put it through that. I know? caused that. Yeah, yeah I, I, yeah. I definitely, I still feel that a lot. I feel very yeah. responsible. Like, I'm, I realize that we're live here. <laughs> um, if anyone that's in my family friend circle is hearing this, um, just, I don't know. Um, but basically, yeah, like my, my dad essentially not got booted out of his family friend circle but sort of like people started distancing themselves from us um including like family friends that are my age like their families and like those parents would start like pulling their kids away from me because they thought I was a bad influence because I you know dropped out of uni to go and become an actress and a you know, do the the arts and stuff like that. And so now my dad doesn't have any of his old friends. Um, I mean, not that it would really, I think it was more of a catalyst because those friends were kind of a little bit toxic anyway, but I do feel bad. I feel bad that he had to go through so much scrutiny um, that was just so unfair on his parenting choices, which was, it wasn't even his choice. It was my choice, but also like the fact that he lost so many friends, I feel a little bit responsible for that. And that's tough. Yeah. Like seeing it's like those aunties, yeah. they could say it all to you, but like yeah. having them do that to someone that you love is 10 times worse. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's really dealing with that guilt, you know, cause you feel, you feel guilty for that, mm. you know? And, and uh, yeah, that was, that was, that was more harder than anything. Really, mm. to yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, and are you still going through that or are you at a point now where they're like, Oh, he's a successful actor. Like we want to be friends with them again. <laughs> uh, no, like, I mean, uh, I think like now I can be like, well, my results speak for itself. Like it's like, yeah. it's like now, like, do you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. cool. well, you can't, you can't, I obviously I still got a long way to go, but mm. you can't argue with what I've done. You yeah. Know? And, and, uh, yeah, so it's like now it's like it's you can say what you want, but mm. now they're just opinions. Before, yeah, uh, because it's unknown, it's projections. Yes, you know? 
How did you yeah. not let that get on get to you? If that makes sense, like other people's projected fears onto you. How did you stay sane from that? Or did you not? <laughs> it, I mean, it affected me. Like, don't get me yeah. wrong. It did. It did. But then I was like, you know, either I can live, I, either I can define my reality by theirs or I can choose to create my own. Mm. And I was like, I'm choosing to create my own, you know. And uh, yeah, I mean, like it was, it, it, the, the, <laughs> so I mean, this is getting real. <laughs> the, this is getting personal, but there was, you know, I was, I was dating a girl at that, mm-hmm. at, at that time uh, when I was in this crossroads and uh, uh, she told me like, you know what, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not six feet and white. Like, you know, you might, you pro- you're probably not going to make it, you know? And like, you know, and I was like, wow, okay, fair enough. Like, <laughs> And that's why not. you're not dating her anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, <laughs> Actually, she's. <laughs> can you imagine? It's like, oh, that's, that's we got engaged. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> no, no. Oh, <laughs> 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 my wife. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> I hope she's not watching this. <laughs> no, I, I mean, no, I mean, I don't know. <gasps> Okay. Uh, <laughs> anymore, like yeah. Oh, 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 yeah, social media. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that 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 was hard, you know. But I think, yeah, it's just, just will. Yeah. You know, like, like, you know what? No. Mm. no. Any advice for like young brown, like South Asian kids that are going through the hardships of trying to convince their family that following their dreams is a good idea? Um. Yeah. Yes. I think the biggest thing is find something bigger than you. Ooh. Find something bigger than you. You make it just about yourself and making it, it won't last. But you find it about you, but you find something bigger than you, as in inspiring the next generation, maybe, you know, or 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 I think when I was younger for me, it was like, you know, one day whenever I have children, you know, mm-hmm. when they look up to me. And they've got dreams, right? They've got aspirations that they want to go. I can either sit there and be like, I, I don't know if you're going to make it. You know, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, because, you know, I, I haven't done it myself. Or I can be like, actually, kids, I've done that. And, mm-hmm. and I believe in you and I'll do whatever it takes for that to be a reality for you. So that really drove me, you know, and, and I was like, I'm going to make that happen because... In no world am I ever setting limitations on what they can achieve, but that can only be possibility if I can achieve it myself. Yeah. Wow, that that's so powerful. I can I cannot agree with you more. That's, I mean, what what an ultimate. Like, yeah, you're right. Just like making it bigger than you. Like that's, whoa, that blew my mind a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, thank you for that. Um, and in terms of like starting off any advice for young actors listening to this any step is a step small step big step any step is a step you know whether it is going and researching the best acting book and going and reading that that's a start you know going and watching your favorite uh actor talk about acting that's a step you know so as long as each day you take a new step, mm. 
you it's just a matter of time oh my god i should be making making a little book of quotes by naveen because you're just spitting them out here <laughs> this is so good i'm like whoa geez look at the guru talking uh, yeah, <laughs> and he mean, does what? yoga <laughs> oh my goodness i do um, my best i do my best yeah do you have a well-being routine i do, do. You, what do you do I for your well-being do. you know it's been a while because the thing is like I don't know. I like the biggest trouble for me was like consistency, you know, and yeah, routine. Me too. I find I find like having like let's say, you know, waking up at, at a certain time and mm. then having a set routine doing it every day, like that that like I can't do it. it drives me crazy. I need like different stuff mm. to keep me engaged. Because if I'm doing the same thing again and again, like yeah. on like the seventh day, day, I'm gonna be like, I hate that. I am not do I hate this thing, you know. The curse of being so, a creative. <laughs> yeah we need constant <laughs> change you know and kind of in a way chaos you know so yeah. uh only recently very recently you know uh, after many times i'm like cool i'm trying something new where kind of you know i wake up at a certain time like you know 6 a.m or uh five you know 6 a.m 6 30 around that time and then you know i'll go either do rock climbing on on but you rock climb i do yeah Stop. what the freak i rock climb <laughs> What do you do? Boulder or climb? But bouldering, you know? Stop. Like, yeah. <laughs> Me too. Wait, do you go to Urban Climb in Brisbane? Stop. Stop. Are you huh? <laughs> yeah. I, I, well, I, Stop! I have a membership at Urban Climb here. <laughs> no way. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. I'm obsessed. Uh, <laughs> what level what level you on? I'm like I just I just conquered greens pretty confidently okay, moving good. into okay. reds. <laughs> what about oh, you? Oh okay, damn. <laughs> oh okay. No, no, I should have gone first. I'm like, damn, okay. what you- um yeah, I'm on I'm on black. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. I'm Wait, okay, are you yeah. serious? <laughs> I was like, damn, I'm, you're in I'm, black. I'm, 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 orange, I'm orange and green. I'm an orange and green. I love it. Orange, love it. But I have not done a red yet. So I'm like, that's my like next. Yeah, goal. me too. I still haven't I'm done a red. red. Oh, okay, right, like, we're, we're, we're on the same level. We're on the same level. Oh okay, my God. Cool. Yeah, that's cool. There you Wait, go. If yeah. you ever come to Melbourne or if I ever come up there, like we need to climb together. Yeah, yeah. Not even like, not even like a no, let's go straight. Do you climbing. go? Yeah, no, yeah, seriously. Yeah. I, I've been inviting everyone climbing. It's my favorite thing ever. How long have you been climbing? Uh, honestly, not that long, you know, like I, I keep doing it on and off. So I would go like, uh, I did it like a month ago. I did like a couple uh-huh. of sessions, uh, but I didn't sign up to the membership yet. And then only recently I was like, uh, you know, I was like, cool. Now, now I'm going to commit to this. So I got the membership and I'm, you know, I'm going to go, I want to go on a regular basis. So it's Wait. like, so I probably climbed yeah. four times, three or four times altogether. Wait, What? You've only climbed four times ever in your life and you're on a green? Yeah. How long did it take? Bro, I've been climbing for like nearly a year. You know how, and like I'm fast. Like that, that, that's considered like pretty good to be in a green now. Like, oh, really? yeah, okay. like people take three years just to get to a bloody red. How the heck? What? <laughs> you must be like a freak of nature. <laughs> That's nuts. You do realize, like, 
like black and white's pro <laughs> black and white is pro That's like crazy. you know so like you're an intermediate and you've only climbed four times what <laughs> i get but when i was a kid i used to climb a lot like oh, okay I used to climb trees and okay like, maybe so you have like i'm so jealous yeah what the heck? oh my god okay <laughs> i'm gonna have to watch out because like in a month you'll be a, a bloody white <laughs> I, literally, I literally thought that was like normal like oh, no, like just no like... it's not not at all <laughs> oh wow okay that's cool. <laughs> maybe maybe this is your new career maybe you can be like yeah, a yeah. pro climber <laughs> yeah oh, this is what i've been looking for that moment of disbelief i'm like wait maybe like this is <laughs> is that moment that you had in your first audition for acting but now it's climbing that's hilarious yeah, yeah. oh my god oh wow okay, anyway cool. sorry yeah. we just went on a huge um, tangent about climbing but your well-being practice sometimes you go rock climbing rock climbing and then and then again mix it back to then you know then i'll probably alternate it and then do yoga um and then i i used to do martial arts as a kid and i like you know when i came to australia and stuff i, I lost track of it so i want to only get back into that so mm-hmm. so martial arts yoga rock climbing and uh and yeah maybe maybe dance you know like that's probably really kind of, yeah so, just boogie and like oh, you know maybe it. i wouldn't mind like taking some classes as well like you know maybe like a bit of salsa like you know hip-hop, oh my hip-hop. gosh oh i wish you were here i would take you to some classes i have heaps of people um that are like actors or singers and they're like, Adia, take me to a class. Um, I was like, oh, it'd be great if we just got like a group of people and just went. That would be dope. Yes. Hip hop classes. Yeah. Oh, I would love that. I would love that. But you live like freaking in another state. Damn. I mean, we time time will tell. You know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not closed off to the idea mm-hmm. of, you know, like, you know, I'm always like, I'm literally, I live, I live out of a suitcase. Like that's kind of like the way I, I live right it. now. I love it. I love it. Um, last question. Yes. What well-being advice would you give to actors that are struggling with the whole thing about rejection? You know, you audition so much and only to get rejected almost every time. I think there's some statistic. It might be an outdated statistic, but it's an Australian statistic that says um, nine out of, like, nine out of, oh shit I've forgotten the statistics but it was something like nine out of um oh one out of nine. Oh god one, one out of nine, out of nine. <laughs> auditions that you do you'll get as oh, a wow, Australian okay. actor but I, I feel like even that's pretty high I'm like, <laughs> okay, interesting. I don't know but, uh-huh. <laughs> um but yeah how do you deal with rejection what advice would you give because it's Ooh, such a, it's such a, it's like almost married with being an actor, unfortunately. Yeah, a hundred percent. You know, uh, rejection is definitely something I used to struggle a lot with. Mm. You know, because uh, you put your heart and soul into, you know, I mean, hopefully, you know, you put your heart and soul into each each script or each thing, you know, and it's really, it's really, it's touching a part of you. And when they go, when they go, nah, it's almost like they're they're rejecting. Of you know something very that's close to your your you know that's very home to you and they're like and you're like what do you mean you reject like this is like I'm, I'm giving everything that I am like what do you what do you mean you know but I think uh after doing and being behind certain different processes like for example like you know I've created some films and things like that and I've been part of the casting process where I select who I want to work with things like that 
when you get on that angle or, or you're looking at people to cost or you're looking at a thing, you really, you, when, you know, when you're actually doing it, it's really, it's really not us sitting here going like, oh, wow, that was really crap. Or like that wasn't, you know, it's more like, is this person the right person for this role to serve the story, mm-hmm. you know, to serve, you know, that bigger, that whatever, whatever that bigger picture it is that, that we're trying to create. So a lot of times when, you know, you get a rejection, they're not actually rejecting you. They're just rejecting, they're just rejecting just this, 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 you know, it just, it's, it's yeah. more about not the right fit, you know, it's yeah. not the right fit, you know? So I, I would say, I would say take this idea of rejection out. Mm. It's more about, it's more about, is it the right fit or not? So, so you know, if, you, if someone says no, it's like, cool. It just, it just wasn't the right fit. Mm. It, it wasn't meant for me, you know? Sometimes you don't know, like sometimes it could be as silly as you were like, like, for example, Harry Potter and the Cursed Child at the moment, the audition requirements are so specific. Like if you're Hagrid, you have to be within these centimeters, like in terms of height. And if you're even one centimeter off the height limit, you can't get it no matter how great of an actor you are, but they need to fulfill those height requirements. Or sometimes it's, you have a tattoo and it's not going to yeah. work for this reason or that reason. It's sometimes yeah. really dumb. It, it really, really is, you know, <laughs> it, really, really dumb stuff. I think, uh, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah. I don't have, I don't have a story off the top of my head with that one, mm. but uh, what I always say is like, if it's meant for you, it will come. Yeah. If it's meant for you, it will come. Yeah. And you're at a point what now is- that you don't feel rejection. You don't feel like it, it gets to you anymore. No, I think, I think for me, I'm like, you know what? It's not meant to be, you know, yeah. like I give, I give my best mm. and uh, yeah. Then, then it's like, it's like, ta- you can take it or leave it. Like that choice is mm. on you. Do you know what I mean? Like I, it's beyond my sense of control. Mm. Like I can sit here and be like, you, ah, you need to take me, blah, blah, blah. I can get angry, but I can get sad about it. It's not going to change anything, you know, yeah. so it's, it's about really just, having other things mm. just keep you moving forward you know make your life so like exuberant that you're like oh cool like oh i totally forgot about that i'm already on to the next thing you know so what i mean true. it's so otherwise, true otherwise otherwise you're being defined by mm. just this one aspect of your life that's just one aspect it's not i found life. that i don't know about you but climbing really did that to me really like oh i can't even explain how in love i am with climbing and how it's changed my life because right. it gave me for the first time ever in my entire life it gave me something that wasn't creative or that wasn't something that i was trying to make into a career or monetize or like make into a bigger thing it just it gave me something that was just for once in my life just a hobby and it wasn't something creative it wasn't creatively exhausting me and having climbing all of a sudden made my relationship with my craft and dance and singing and and auditioning and that entire world and industry it made my relationship with that so much better because I had right. something to look forward to after, you know, a long day of auditions or dance or whatever. Yeah. I'd, I'd go to the gym and climb and be with my right. climbing friends. And, you know, it doesn't matter because I have, I have, you know, stuff to look forward to in another yeah. life outside of this creative world that I'm in. And that fulfills yeah. me. And I know that, you know, if I get rejected or like don't land any gigs or whatever like that, um, I know that I always have climbing and, and good people at the gym, you know. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that. I love that. That's so simple, but it's so powerful. It really it's like your oasis, your freedom. It's like whatever. Yeah. You know, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't bother me here. And yeah. I love that I suck at climbing too because it means like there's no stakes. Like yes. with everything, because especially when you're an artist, your hobbies and your career tend to kind of like just merge, and it gets a bit icky yeah. at times because you're really trying to like extract. Um, skill and value and like monetization out of this thing that you really love and is so like intrinsic to you and your soul and it's really tough because sometimes you can really take advantage of that thing that you love you can really like um what's it called I don't know like just take too much than it's willing to give and just butcher it almost um Yeah, yeah so to have a hobby that's not anything to do with that thing that you're doing is so healthy because my yeah. ho- my hobby for the longest time was dance and acting and all that stuff but I'm like now right. I, I have something else yeah because yeah. the thing is your hobbies once you start making money it becomes work and, yeah. and it beca- you have to become a professional you know mm. and it's a it's a slight a, it's a slight little adjustment but it makes a, it's it's, a, it's different Huge difference and sometimes you might not have fun you know Sometimes yeah. it might not be fun, whereas mm-hmm. your hobby is yeah. supposed to give you that. It's not yeah. always like that. Yeah. yeah, your work can be very, you know, you can, you, yeah, you know. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's interesting. Climbing is always fun. Yeah, climbing. climbing is always fun. You know, <laughs> there's no one there standing there being like, "You need to hit that orange," but today, <laughs> I want you to be strong. Yeah, yeah. There's no one doing that. I love it. I can't believe that you climb. That's so amazing. Whenever I find another climber. <laughs> Oh my goodness, we need to be friends because there aren't very many of us. And yeah, it's just great. It's just great. And no, I feel do you find that cl- other climbers are like super um, like friendly as well? I don't know about your gym, but I find that the climbers. I, I do. You know, I feel like I make friends, you know, quite easily there. You know, mm-hmm. like, well, well, I'll, you know, I'm going to be like, I met this Indian guy like the other day, you know, and uh, like I was climbing and I was like, oh, what's up? And then he was like, oh, what's up? And then uh, just started having conversation, you know, and then, and then, you know, and the thing is, because I, I feel like there's like this, like a uh, common element of like, like working through the thing. And probably like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, and he's like, oh, did you get through it? Yeah, I did. I went like this and I put my leg here and, all that. and you're like, you're like, oh, wow. You put your leg like that. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. cool. And then, you know, sharing, you know, and then yeah. like, it's like, we're helping each other. Uh, conquer like our little problem of this rock yes no it's so true it's such a bonding experience I love it um we have to wrap this segment up but um I want to ask last question if you have any (laughs) advice for someone that's listening to this uh, Mm -hmm. you know a younger boy that's in you know a law slash accounting degree um maybe you're talking to your younger self um, what advice would you give, you know, this person's really at the, cro- at their crossroads and they're trying to just make that jump to follow their dreams and they're freaked out. What is the one thing you would tell that person? I would say that wherever you're supposed to end up, <clears throat> it's inevitable. Okay. And because it is inevitable, Trust the process. Hmm. I love that. Yeah. I love that. So, love that. Yeah. So Thank sooner you. or later, you're going to make that choice. Yeah. 
Heck yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Naveen. Thank you for being here today and for like spreading all your wisdom and all that great advice and being so generous and vulnerable and appreciate it. And I'll definitely have to have you on again because this was great. This is great. You have lots to share and a lot more that I had written down that we didn't talk about. So definitely like if you're down. We'll do a part two, depending on how your audience, yeah. Heck yeah. Love it. Thank you okay. so much. Okay. My pleasure. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Thank you, Adi. Thank you for tuning into the Brown Paint Podcast. Please make sure to follow us on Instagram at Brown Paint Brown and listen to the next couple episodes coming out on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.